Good evening and welcome along to this week's Sideline View here on Clare FM. Derek Lynch with you for the next hour. Coming up on the show, we will preview Clare's National Hurling League campaign. We'll look ahead to the Banners' second game of the National Football League and we'll preview a busy weekend of Clare soccer action. We'll also be hearing from the Ennis Hockey Club as part of our Sport in Focus series and there is a special preview with the Clare Slant ahead of this year's National Coursing Meeting in Clonmel. Hurling's first on the menu this week, though, where Sunday will see Clare begin their National League campaign against Westmeath in Cusick Park. It's a busy start to the new season, with another clash against All-Ireland champions Limerick to follow just six days later, before a trip to Wexford Park. The group stages finish with home games against Cork and Galway in Cusick Park. Ahead of that, I've been speaking with the camp, starting with the manager, Brian Lohan. We've been back, we've gone through the Munster League now, um, which uh, went OK, uh, got um, uh, got some game time into a couple of guys that have been working really hard over the over the winter to um, try and get themselves right. Um, so looking forward to the league now and uh, looking forward to see how we'll get on. Are you a fan of these pre-season competitions? They've been a talking point. I am. Yeah, yeah. I um, uh, think that um, you 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 do need to get game time uh, into players. Um, and if you didn't have those pre-season competitions. Um, uh, you'd be running around trying to get challenge matches. So, um, no, I'd be a fan of them. I thought um, we, we got a bit out of them. You know, we'd, loved, we'd like to have um, um, won both matches, but we didn't. So, um, but um, got to see some players and that's what we need. That's, that's the whole objective of those pre-season is to see players um, uh, wearing the jersey and uh, we did that. Yeah, I suppose it's it's probably the one competition where it's any more performance than result assessed, really, is it? Yeah, look, and it's um, you know, I suppose in intercounty hurling, like it's all about results, like um, um, but at the same time, there is um, there is a development aspect to it, and uh, that's important as well. That you know, we have to we have to get our panel stronger, and um, that's the aim of those competitions. Yeah, and and indeed the league as well. From your own point of view, you're a couple of years in the role now. Brian, how have you seen your own role evolve or, or what have you learned from, from your time in that position? Well, look, I suppose it's, it's, it's evolving all the time. You're, you're dealing with um, different, um, different players. You know, we've, we've, we've 10 new players in this year. Um, then you're dealing with um, different people on the backroom team as well. Uh, so it's, it's changing and it's evolving all the time, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great job to be in. It's, uh, it's very enjoyable and uh, you're working with great people. Yeah, I've often heard that said that people, it's a full-time job, it's seven nights a week, but other people then will tell you, well, look, at there's no one twisting your arm. When people commit to this, that in itself is a statement of how seriously they want to take it. Yeah, look, and it's, you know, it's... It's it's not the kind of job that you'll be able to do for a long period of time. Um, so when you go in there, you, you you try and do it as well as you can. Try and put your best foot forward, and you know try and leave the um, leave the job in a better position than what you found it. Um, so um, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. You mentioned there are new players. There's a great sense of excitement in Clare about this young crop now coming through. We're watching them in freshers' competitions. We're watching them in Fitzgibbon Cup competitions. And, you know, if it transfers over the next couple of years, it could be quite exciting. Yeah, I suppose, look, we've got, um, we've got seven guys um, that are um, under 20 in the squad, which is, you know, probably more than what uh, other counties would have. But, um, you know, they've, they've, they've worked really hard. Um, 
and uh, you know obviously they do have a huge amount of work to do they have a huge amount of strength and conditioning work to do um and you know obviously the the the, the under 20 competition is a big focus for those guys as well um but uh, yeah they're in on the panel and and uh, and working real hard that is a kind of a difficult crossover. It's a conversation this time every year, I'd say, that the, the good under-20 that has his competition that's in your plans as well. Like, there's a lot of cooperation involved there, isn't there? Yeah, well, look, sure, look, they, I suppose myself and uh, Terence would work fairly well together. Um, and, you know, he he obviously has his focus um, and, you know, his management have, have their focus and, and we have ours. And I suppose we just have to work together to make sure that um, we're looking at the load that is there for any of those guys that are that, that are that are crossing over, and uh, making sure that uh, we're putting the interests of the player above. Right? Okay, we both have our own interests, mm. but the player's interest is above, say, my interest as a senior hurling manager and uh, Terence's interest as a under twenty manager manager. But we'll we'll work through that. When those players, then Brian, come into your dressing room, they're coming in, I'd say, in 2023 into a very positive place given what was achieved last year. I know you were disappointed with how it ended, obviously, but there must be a real sense now that there's a great deal there to build on. Well, look, there's, you know, every team is 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 back to this, back to the same position that they were, um, you know, at the start of last year. And, you know, everyone is, is, is starting from the exact same position. OK, you have your the champions that are there and they're... they're they're there and they're there on merit, and they 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 won the All Ireland, they won Munster, and they you know they've won a lot of things. Um, so yeah, there we we have a good crop, we have a good crew. Um, they work really hard uh, to represent themselves as best they can, represent their clubs as best they can, and represent the county as best they can. So um, uh, we're we're trying to push on, um, and you know we'll we'll see how it goes. This league campaign, Brian, once it starts, it, it just flies two games within six days. So, I mean, there's no time for settling into it, really, is there? Yeah, look, um, you know, big game in Ennis now, the first game um, against Westmead. And then we move on to Limerick and, you know, then we, we have a break and then we're down to to um, uh, to Wexford um, and finish up with the two um, home games against Galway and Cork. So it's, you know, it's good standard. You'd, you'd expect that. Um, so it's something to look forward to. The league, in many people's eyes, has maybe lost a little bit of gloss the last couple of years with the new schedule. Is it a case now of the teams are maybe looking for different things out of the league than they used to? Yeah, I suppose you know you're looking at you know the league champions from last year and um, a um, a disappointing championship for them. Um, only you know two three weeks later, um, so it's. You know, people are looking at that and are saying, "Jesus, is 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 it a bit of a poison chalice to um, go hell for leather in the league or go and try and win the league?" But you know, I think if you look previous to that, like league champions and All Ireland champions were Limerick, so you know they 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 have kind of set the bar. So uh, I wouldn't be just looking at uh, last year in isolation, um, um, and. It is important to be um, be competitive in the league and win games in the league. You know, the competition, you know, inter-county hurling is all about winning games and that's what we'll be trying to do. Yeah, I think with the quarter-finals taken out, maybe has that helped to alleviate some of the stress of the schedule a little bit? I know it's, everyone will always say, look, there's 52 weeks in the year, what do you do? Yeah, well, look, it's, um, I suppose, the, the, um, when you're looking at the league, you're always looking at it uh, and keeping in mind the... 23rd of April and then you know the following week you know six days later and so we've got Tip and we've got Limerick um, so they 
they're going to be the big focus um, for us and you know for all the teams that are in Munster in particular. Um, but look, the league is a separate competition, and and we'll we'll respect it and we'll we'll go after it as as well as we can. Westmeath, that first team up. I mean, they'll they'll be coming down, probably saying that we've nothing to lose here. We can throw the kitchen sink. So immediately you'll have to be kind of guarded against that, will you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, look, they we saw last year in the in the championship last year against Wexford, like, and they had a they had a brilliant um, display against Wexford and um, and drew with them, and you can see from the results last year that um, they have been really competitive. So it's a, it's it's a big challenge for us, and um, uh, we'll be taking it on. Is the treatment table in a, a busy or, or or quiet time at the moment? Yeah, but sure. Look, at this time of the year, like with the with the number of players that are playing third level competitions, um, you know those soft tissue injuries do occur. Um, also, you know you're 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 looking at training on on different surfaces. You know you're all weather and your four G and your five G, um, and then your 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 pitch sessions. So. Uh, the body for all those guys is 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 under a fair amount of stress, and sometimes the bodies just break down. Mm. So you know you could have you could have anything up to you know fifteen or or or, or twenty guys being treated uh, for for injuries. Um, but um, we'll work through those. Now, as we're looking ahead to Clare's National Hurling League campaign, delighted to be joined by uh, Dermot Ryan to do just that. Uh, Dermot, an exciting time of year and, and a busy time of year as well. Um, a fairly hectic schedule in January. Uh, yeah, look, it, it's, um, it's, a, it's a great schedule to have as well. I suppose lads just want matches coming thick and fast. When a championship comes around, it's going to be the exact same. So, um, yeah, look, the big panel was there. Really looking forward to it for the, for the next couple of weeks. Um, and just yeah, look, it's it's a hectic for some lads involved with freshers and and Fitzgibbon and then league on top of it. But uh, lads love it, lads love training, lads love matches. And uh, suppose it's everyone it, matches come maybe better in training. You prefer to be slogging in a match than slogging out in Carlone or something like that on a miserable day. So uh, yeah, just looking forward to the year ahead now, and hopefully we can start it with a win this weekend. I suppose that's a double-edged sword, the fact that there's so many games. Does it kind of help get through November and December that you kind of know even in January you're going to have a lot of games so maybe the training load reduces a little bit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like It's November, December, January are kind of toughest months for senior and county players um, just in terms of training load. But I think just having those, even those months for league games just uh, at the end of December, maybe start of January to, to look forward to at least you know you're, you're getting game time uh, under your belt. Um and you get to play with some players that you hadn't played the last couple of years. So coming to the new lads and brought in, you got to see what they're like in, in the Munster League and and uh, play with them. So it's just it's really exciting now for the for the next couple of weeks. But uh, definitely does help when you're kind of when you're playing that more matches now. Maybe some would, would disagree in terms of injuries and stuff like that. But I think we're um, we're lucky enough now that we kind of came through the Munster League all right and um, just going to prepare for the league. His preparation is going very well. I suppose there's more of an awareness now between management and players as to what way the load will be managed. It's far more scientific now. Do you know, I suppose stats maybe dictate at the minute, is it? Uh, yeah, look, it's. I think it's a lot of where like the lads are very good now in terms of our load, especially like the guys coming from Fitzgibbon that were were certainly not um were were not were certainly not burnt out. Um, and look, they see that they want they want players fresh. For to be playing matches and and in and in general, you don't you don't want to be getting injured in January and having long term injuries for the championship. So, look, everyone every team has is preparing for the league as best they can, but everyone has a, a, another eye on on April May um for the championship. So, you want to you want to be fresh that time of year and just this time of year now it's just about getting through matches 
uh, trying to get as much hurling and, and fitness and work done and gym work into it as possible while also managing that load to allow yourself to be fresh for training. Yeah, it, it's a real balancing act because we saw last year like the physical effort, particularly of, we'll say, the Munster final that... You know, you, you have to still do that work in January and February that you're you're physically able to take on April, May and June. And, you know, it's 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 almost a, a case of this is the, the physical block work and then the hurling will come afterwards. But that that new structure to the season has it, it has, I would imagine, changed kind of how you approach it, has it? Uh, well, yeah, I suppose like I, I, there's not many. Like there's there's matches being played, but I suppose it's the fact that they're not really uh, competitive matches like that you would like the Munster League, for example. It gives you a time to uh, just get those bit of gym work in. Um, but we we kind of gym all the way throughout the year because we just, as you said, the Munster final last year. That's kind of where the the bar bar is set for in terms of physicality, and not of us. I certainly hadn't played uh, as much as physical in uh, in that so um it, before in my career. So it's just. It's about getting up to the pitch and things like that. Next next year, you want to do, you want to get stronger. It's about coming back every year and doing better, no matter if you won everything or if you didn't win anything. It's about coming back and being the, the better than you were last year, and that involves in gym work. That's all the way through. So you get your biggest block of gym work done in December, January, and then tapers off maybe to hurling in in the league come championship. But it's something we we like to focus on as well throughout the year, um, keeping that strength because. Uh, Look, you want to, you have to be strong now and, and and physical for teams such as Limerick and Kilkenny last year, two teams that beat us. So, um, yeah, we'll and hopefully we'll we'll continue with that and be able to overturn one of them this year. You mentioned there about younger players coming in and looking forward to, to seeing how they adapt to intercounty. Um, it doesn't seem that long ago since you were one of those players, Dermot, but you're that mainstay now. You're probably moving in towards senior player category. Um, how have you enjoyed the journey so far? Ah uh, yeah, look, it's it's what you and so it's what those lads have dreamed of. Doing no more than myself. Um, called in probably eighteen, nineteen years of age. Um, been there to now. It's probably my fifth or sixth year coming in. And look, you you enjoy every single year coming in. Every year you you love going back and seeing the new faces, and then you love seeing the lads. And maybe like John, who decided to give it another year. Maybe look, he doesn't know. It's just it's great to see that kind of um like experience as well like you you ask him uh, is he about retiring he doesn't even hasn't even come across his mind I'd say so it's it's brilliant to have that and brilliant to have the lads coming in to look at a leader like John and Tony and these guys that have all Ireland medals and David Matt to see that um and look from for me I I'd still I still like to think I'm one of the young the younger guys on the panel but um yeah no there's a lot of us there there's a lot of lads there now that are that are younger and really pushing for places and we saw during the Munster league that they're uh, they're definitely they're up to the pitch of it. Um, so, look, they're going to get game time during the league and they're going to be pushing for championship jerseys. And that's the most enjoyable thing about training is that uh, kind of competitive nature about it. And um, just every training, just going out and trying to beat the fellow beside you and see where it takes you for the year. Because yeah, there seems to be a real um, balance now within the Clare squad. Like you have, as you mentioned, the likes of John and then maybe the, li- the likes of Tony and Davy Mack and them fellas are another step down. There's yourself and then there's the younger fellas coming in. So you're probably getting a, a view of maybe every aspect. And it, it's interesting you mentioned, John, I remember talking to him a couple of weeks ago and we were just having this discussion again about the that early load in, in the first quarter of the year. And he was kind of thinking back on his own days having come in first and he had a fairly hectic schedule as well. But I think it was Paddy Vaughan, he said... the advice he gave him was uh, enjoy all the games that you have now because the time will come when you don't have as many of them to look forward to so like it's great from a young fella's perspective to have John's experience now to draw on and, and others with it oh yeah definitely like yeah, you, there's always 
you can always get information like off John is young. Like we're still, I still ask John in, in terms of load. Like you're looking for his expertise, and, and no matter what, because when it, when you're he's a back, he knows the game. He's a forward, he knows the game. So any nugget of information you can get off those lads, like um, the lads with all Ireland medals in in their pocket, you're going to take it. Um, being the young lads coming in, they offer something new to us as well. You know, you'd be asking asking questions maybe of uh, what you they might bring to the the table and look they have a lot of there's you have hearty cup winners coming in and um county minor panelists and and club maybe under 21 winners as well so look there's a lot of lot of accomplishments in in the lads that are coming through just as much as there is for the older lads so they bring that that leadership and bring that expertise as as much as uh john and tony would so but that's what that's the the best thing um, about these about these new lads coming in now, and there, there's no fear with any of them. They just want to come in and to do the best they can. Um, and so look, and we'll see how they get on over the next couple of weeks. But it's definitely exciting, and to have John there as well just gives that kind of us. He's almost like a father figure to to a lot of us. And uh, yeah, it's 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 nice that he's yeah, that he's there, and that we still have Tony and Davy Mack um, and everyone. So it's yeah, no, it's brilliant to have that kind of different expertise coming into it. And like it's amazing to think we're we're talking now just a couple of days out from the start of the national league, and and just a couple of days after that you'll have two games played. It's it's a fairly uh, savage start to the season. The two games in six days, you, you'll be up and running before you know it. Yeah, exactly. And look, two two um, extremely tough games to come with with Westmead and Limerick. But as you say, you're straight, and you want to like you have the All Ireland champions in in uh, in the second week of February. You know, look, that's it's one way to see where you're at is to see how you get on against them. So. Look, we're going to go into both games absolutely hell for litter um, and see to make a good start because you know, the league, it'll be a, a nice run into the championship if we get a nice a nice league going. The league last year wasn't wasn't great, so um, we're going to want to change that this year. And if we get maybe 30, 40 lads on the field every couple of weeks and see around the panel, it'll give us a nice base for championship. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it and, and the games come and ticking fast. It's uh no, it's it's a brilliant preparation for the for the hectic schedule to come later on in the year as well. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of people would maybe not be as enamoured by the league maybe as it would have been in in previous seasons. But at the same time, that that winning feeling, that bit of confidence, that can't be bought either. No, you can't. It's it's uh, like winning feeling, no matter what win it is, if it's monster league or monster championship. Look, any you can't beat that winning feeling, and it just brings confidence as well once you're playing well. Um, look, training goes well, and when you're playing bad, maybe training isn't as good. Lads' confidence is low, so we're going to try and win as many games as we can. Obviously, this year, and it just, um, yeah, you can't beat that winning feeling. And if we're just going to try and start off now on on, on Sunday, and then it'll push on to next week, and hopefully we can get a win and just keep pushing on because that's what you want to do. We want to be enjoying the training, and when you're winning, it just it makes that hard training just that bit more enjoyable. For anyone that saw you, Dermot, in the club championship for Cratlow in particular last year, you looked like a guy that was really enjoying his hurling. There was nearly a three-way contest going on between yourself, David Fitzgerald and Tony Kelly as to who could score from further out. Um, obviously, when we see you opening up the shoulders, there's usually only one uh, outcome that will come from it. Uh, like you're in a good place. Oh, yeah. Sure. Last year, no, definitely gave us a lot, of, a lot of players' confidence. It was the most enjoyable year, I think, just because we had a good run in the Munster Championship and then getting to Crow Park for, for some of us was um, it was our first time so that's kind of like what you, you dreamt of doing was going up to Crow Park for your county so when we just enjoyed that whole year and, and like I said there we were winning so we were enjoying it a whole lot more and it brought a huge togetherness as well as you see probably get the games against maybe Limerick and particularly Wexford where there, where things maybe weren't going our way and 
that togetherness brought us over the line. So look, we're we're a very tight bunch, um, and you just when you're inside there amongst the lads, you can't help but enjoy it. Um, and I said that new crop of of young lads that have come in, that 18, 19 now that they're they're after settling in very well, and um, they're as close as us now as if we were when um over the last couple of years. So they're they're they've kind of bought into it, and um, yeah, look, we're all. We all probably kill each other out training, but have the best of crack then at the same time off it. So, uh, yeah, look, you can't help but enjoy it when you're in amongst uh, an atmosphere like that. And no doubt, speaking of atmosphere, one thing you probably would have noticed last year was that, that major swell of support and goodwill that was around the county. And I, I even get the sense that, you know, people say it's it's Westmeath, but the Cusick Park looks like it's going to be fairly rocking on Sunday. Does that pent up kind of wait to, to see you guys in the saffron and blue jerseys again? Like that, that, that support around the county, something you feed off? Oh yeah, definitely. Like especially in Cusie Park, when you hear the roar of the crowd and maybe the the banging of the shade in the over in the the terrace. But um, no, you definitely feed off it. And when the crowd is so close down onto the pitch, um, it definitely gives you a, a lot of energy. And even the Monster League games we played there, there was it was great to see the all the kind of kids come out and and everything, and all the club teams that might be there playing at half time and and things like that. So look, it it gives, definitely gives a great buzz around the county, and especially when we're winning. Um, you like to see all the, the smiles on, on people's faces and it just, I think, gives the whole county a lift. So we'll uh, we'll do the best our, uh, that we can on Sunday to try and start off the year on a positive note. And uh, yeah, look, hopefully we know the support is there is there and care for us. So um, yeah, no, really looking forward to seeing them now back in Cusack Park on Sunday for the first game. That is Dermot Ryan there ahead of Clare's showdown with Westmead on Sunday afternoon. Commentary of that game to come from Cusick Park with Matt Waters, Clare Fruit and Veg and Geraghty Spar and off-licensed Turnpike Ennis. Up next, we'll be looking ahead to Clare's showdown with Meath in the National Football League. And you're welcome back. Turning our attentions now to football, where Sunday sees Clare go to Park Talchen in Navan to take on a Meath side, now under the stewardship of Royal legend Colm O'Rourke. Both sides come into the contest with points from their opening round games, with Mead leaving Parky Cueve with a four-point win on their first outing. For Clare, it was a small bit tidier, but effective all the same, as Jamie Malone's late points saw Clare overcome Louth by the minimum. After the game, manager Cullum Collins was pleased with the character shown by his side to reel in a three-point final quarter deficit. We were in a really good position to win the game, and then we let them up the field for the goal. But in fairness, they showed tremendous character, tremendous character. Like this game was a massive game for both sides because, you know, starting in the National League, two points is so important. So, um, and especially for, for us, but uh, what you call it, um, great, great togethers. And uh, as I said, I don't have to do the angiogram test for a while more. A frustrating first half, column. Uh, what was the mood in the dressing room like at halftime? Well, I, I wasn't that disappointed. I mean, I think we hit the post three times and we two scoreable frees missed against a decent breeze. So I was happy enough that we were in a good position at halftime. And all we had to do was tidy up our game a little. And uh, But uh, a lot of shots in the second half and a lot of them close but not over the bar. Close but no cigar. So it's uh, it's important we tidy that up going up to Navan. Yeah, you, second half you seemed to have stopped the momentum then the goal comes against the run of play but when the fat was in the fire this stood up ah stop it uh, marvellous finish by the lads marvellous contribution by the subs that came on like last night now you know I just said to me more than once uh, at the, the function you know we had a very strong bench and they proved it there today important now to carry that momentum forward it's a quick turnaround uh, absolutely uh, nothing focus now on, on uh, meat and getting two points up in Avon like they did at above against Ross Common last year there's a tremendous spirit in these in these players and uh, you know anybody would be delighted to be associated with them like you know they never give up and uh, 
delighted for them today. The stakes were a small bit higher this year, aren't they? So there's, uh, you know, we'll be going up to Navan now and hoping to get two points there. Car manager Cullum Collins there. Match winner Jamie Malone was also pleased to get the points, but accepts that there's plenty for them to improve on if they're going to compete with the Royals again this weekend. I suppose when the chance presents us there, um, it was P- Pierce did a lot of good work uh, to win the break and to break a tackle and force it forward. So I was lucky to get in a bit of space, and I suppose it was, I suppose one that we should be getting at the end. But uh, yeah, they're important scores to get, important results to get. Uh, so it's always good to get off to a good start. Experience probably played a huge part there because at, at certain times it, it did look like it was slipping. Yeah, um, I don't know where we two. <sighs> There was a couple of stages now, they went 8-6 up and um, we had a bit of momentum that, and we had a few wides kicked and then we just got our noses in front and they got a, a goal which was a, a big score in a game so tight. Um, and I don't think we panicked. Like we, there was, The message was coming out from the sideline, you can hear it all over the pitch that there would be plenty of time, the right decisions, the right options and I suppose down the stretch we did that. Um, we probably hadn't done it for 65 minutes before it. We were probably snapping at shots and maybe taking wrong options. Um, but it was a good... Good sign of um, build, build confidence and building character um, to get a result like that. It takes a hell of a lot of patience as well, doesn't it? Yeah, um, we knew like just the way it was. Like the first, it's so, there's so much on the line. Like um, every game is is crucial. Like um, and it was going to be tough to break down loud. We knew that they have a good defensive system. They like to get numbers back, and uh, it did require a lot of patience. Probably we didn't again do that for uh, enough of the game. Um, we had. 15, 16 chances left after us so there's definitely room for improvement there but um, to get out on the right side that result is a, is a nice one Heading up to Meath now to face a Meath team that left Cork with a good result as well so their confidence will be up it's a, That's a big result for them they, they'll be definitely high in confidence um, and I suppose they've had the hoodoo in us in the, uh, in the league the last few years we haven't got a result against them we've we got to win the championship but uh, it's a big game uh, as I was saying there, like the race is on to get as many points as you can as quick as you can and see where it leaves you. Um, so we'll be heading there looking for two points as we always did and uh, hoping to improve on certain aspects and um, maintain other aspects of our performance. Yeah, we saw there it's a quick turnaround. Bodies will be tired, but when the bench is needed, real impact. And, and everybody's working, you know, even 21 to 26 were doing their runs there. This is a whole, whole squad effort. Yeah, definitely, because there's there's seven games in nine weeks, I think it is, and um, you're going to need a lot of bodies. Um, we're very happy with the, the competition we have and there's lads there that maybe didn't make the 26 today we'd, we'd be comfortable if they were playing as well with us so we have a good panel and they're going to be needed as you said the impact from the bench was great I think we got three scores off the bench from the boys who came on and um, they added energy and uh, they got us over the line so um, it's a good omen again we'll take, we'll take confidence from that Does it make it easier going into work with Joe Gary to have won rather than listen to him whinging? Never easy to go to work with Joe Gary. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it'd be a bit easier. He won't be, he won't be slating me in front of the staff on you. Hopefully not this week. <laughs> yeah, look, hopefully Joe has little ammunition to fire at Jamie next Monday too. But uh, as Jamie said there, I fairly bet he'd nearly find it always anyway. Uh, he'll be on commentary with Sil for that one on Sunday afternoon with the game also throwing in at 2 o'clock. Uh, commentary coming with Jones's Super Value in Milltown. Now we're turning our attentions to soccer where once again it's a big weekend both on the national scene and indeed uh, on the local scene as well. Jim Madden, clearly Piero, joins us to look ahead to it. Uh, Jim, we'll start with the big one, I guess. FAI Junior Cup, Newmarket Celtic on the road, albeit uh, about a shorter road, I guess, as they could have wished to have to travel. Um, It is in a way a fixture, though, all the same against a very, very seasoned regional United. 
But still, new market here on Merritt, and, and no doubt looking at this one, saying that there's not a, a whole pile to fear, but plenty to respect. Uh, yes, indeed. I mean, this should be uh, a very competitive game against a very strong, as you said, regional team who have a couple of former Clare League players there, Rob Shire in goal and Brian O'Connor. Uh, Shannon Townie, he's in the side as well. He plays up front. But uh, Newmarket really have the experience and the quality players in Harvey, Cullinan, Owen Hayes, Dave McCarthy, Aaron Leahy and others to deal with the challenge. Regional have a very strong, they're quite strong up front with, with O'Connor, as we said, but they also have a guy called Owen Duff now who has a bit of a connection with Shannon, I gather, as a young player. He has scored 18 goals this season and uh, Regional are in the middle of the table. So this will give us a great opportunity to see where Newmarket sh- uh, shape up, as the fella says, in the pecking order. But I feel that they can win this. Uh, Newmarket will be very confident. They're unbeaten so far this season. And a great win, of course, in Rahini as well, which was also played on AstroTurf, which will help them because uh, regional play on AstroTurf as well. But I think uh, Paddy Purcell has this team motoring very, very well. Uh, they're keeping it very low-key, and I think they'll advance to the fourth round uh, the quarterfinals, sorry, uh, the seventh round on Sunday. And the kickoff there for anybody, and I hope a good few people travel into Dura Dial, is at 2 p.m. Yeah, it's, it's a massive game for them. And I, I wanted to ask you about that game against Rahini because it can be difficult going on the road, uh, as we know. And, and by all accounts, it was a fairly uh, hostile kind of an atmosphere and a hostile kind of a game as well. One or two injuries picked up from it and that kind of thing. But like that'll have steeled the squad now that, you know, they, they won't want to have that effort having gone for naught. Oh, they, they, you're dead right there. And Paddy will be, uh, what's the word? That will be what he's saying to them. Look, guys, we went to Rahini. We stood up to be counted. We came away with a very good win, three goals to one. Uh, we showed that we are capable. And they must be very, very confident. And the fact that they're unbeaten so far this season uh, will also stand to them. And they will feel going into regional that it's uh, just another trip down the road. And, and I, I know, Derek, people say to me, you're mad. But I often feel that clear teams perform a lot better and more confidently away from home. Well, I suppose, Evan, you have been the embodiment of that, really, in, in recent uh, in recent seasons, haven't they? They have indeed. But going back uh, even further with Newmarket before the, the team that uh, challenged for the FAI and Munster Junior a few years back, they always had some great away results. And maybe the, the results like in Tipperary, down against St. Michael's, uh, in Clonmel as well. Um, you know, serious results and serious games and were very, very competitive. Um, I, I often wonder is there a, an attitude uh, the people that travel are probably a lot more what's the word proactive and um, supportive than maybe at home there, there's a nervousness maybe at home that uh, players probably pick up on a bit maybe which they shouldn't but they probably do I, I think this is going to be a cracking game on Sunday uh, I think regional will be they'll be up for and regional are playing quite well. They drew in mid last weekend with Pike uh, one all, if I remember rightly. Um, they're about fourth in the table, and of course they'll be looking forward to this and thinking maybe we could get to the quarterfinals here as well. But uh, they'll know that, and they'll have a lot of their homework done, and so will Paddy on them. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a cracking game. Yeah, as you said, two o'clock kickoff uh, for that one, and as we touched on in the opening, there, Jim, quite a. A busy weekend ahead in the uh, Innes Carpets Clare Cup. I know there's a, a first-round game to be played and a whole plethora of 
uh, second round games as well. Uh, what's jumping out to you? Well, it, it, as you said, they are there's 13 games. I've counted the fixtures in the second round, and there's that one in the first round, which was postponed last week due to the weather. Mohar versus Shannon Olympic. Uh, the big game on the second round has to be uh, the Bridge United and Avenue United uh, in the bridge at 11 o'clock. Um, Avenue, again, a team preparing for their uh, sixth round game in the following weekend. Uh, very, very confident side as well. But the bridge will see this as a game that really has to keep, they have to win if they want to keep their season alive. And um, I expect that to be very, very competitive as well, to put it mildly. Uh, there is a bit of history between the bridge and Avenue going back over the years. So I think that'll be a cracking game. 11 o'clock kickoff there in the bridge. Uh, other games then, Derek, that jump out. Ryan Rovers and Connolly in the second division. A little bit of needle there in rivalry, because if you remember, there was the promotion... Uh, whatever, uh, kerfuffle last season uh, about a game, Manus game, and then Ryan getting a couple of points and whatever. Uh, Kilrush Rangers and Tulla, that should be a cracking game as well. Two teams at the wrong end of the Premier League table but are quite capable of playing very good football and the Cup will give them a chance to, to relax a little bit and not to be worrying about the relegation at the bottom of the table. So I think that should be a very good game. Then in Ennis, you have a local derby between Hermitage and Fairview, Fair Green. Now, Fairgreen are the newcomers to the league, but are playing very well indeed. Quite a strong, very well-organised squad, and I'd like I think that they would advance there. And then you have Ennis Dons, who were promoted last year as well to the second division, playing Poole, who are finding the going a bit tough in the Premier. And again there, uh, the Cup should bring out a good crowd in Ennis, and that should be a good competitive game as well. Uh, Bunratty, then they're playing, uh, they're top of the second division, and they're playing Manus. I'd expect them to uh, advance there. And then finally, as a local derby, there's Fern Celtic and Kildysert. So they're only a couple of miles apart there on that road going down towards Kildysert. So a lot of football to look forward to, Derek. And hopefully the weather will be as kind as it looks today with the weather um, look nice and mild. Pitches will dry out and because they do need a bit of time. And uh, I think we should have a great weekend of football, Derek. Yeah, and just to remind people as well that these cup games, are, they're finished on the day, so extra time, uh, 10 minutes aside and penalties if needed as well, so no talk of replays there. Um, and as you, just to, to finish up on that, like when you look through that fixture list, Jim, there is the potential for a couple of those to maybe need the spot kicks to decide it? Uh, yes, indeed. I mean, the, the top one there, Bridge United and Avenue, that could go all the way. Uh, Ryan and Connolly, there won't be much between them. Connolly won yesterday. Uh, Kilrush and Tulla again there won't be much there between them they're two well prepared sides they're putting a lot of effort in Tulla were brought to penalties yesterday by Hibs and um, so you know there's plenty of good football to look forward to and I love cup games anyway because they're do or die uh, you, there's no kind of uh, second chance for want of a better word Jim thanks for that and we'll keep you posted with results on all those games across the weekend here on Clare FM we're back shortly welcome back to Sideline View here on Clare FM well as part of our new Sport in Focus series we have been talking to clubs and people across the county in a number of disciplines the latest of those focuses on the Ennis Hockey Club where club members Trish Norton and Chanel Waring joined me to chat about where the club started and their plans for the future we started in 2019 um, uh, with uh, 10 children, uh, no coaches. The coaches had come from 
uh, Limerick to give us an idea of how hockey is played. Um, there was never a club before in Ennis that I know of anyway in hockey. So, um, and we started with 10 kids, as I said, and now we have 130. Wow. So it's just gone from strength to strength. Um, it's a fantastic club. It's wonderful for boys, girls, teenagers. We have walking hockey, social hockey. We have inclusion hockey. So we have, you know, covered every aspect of a sport. And it is just a great, fun, loving atmosphere, I have to say. What was the motivation in setting it up? You must have noticed some maybe want or need or, or, or drive within the town and its environs for, for a hockey club to be set up. Yeah, I think that for for me anyway, was I've, I'm a mother of five and we have tried every sport um, throughout, you know, and it was my daughter, Lucy, who just did not, couldn't find her niche. And within two goes, she was hooked. Okay. And now she plays on the league and, um, you know, just absolutely loves it because in the hockey club, you have kids from all over Clare and all the secondary schools, you know, they're coming from Lahinch, they're coming from Innistimon, they're coming from Crosheen. It's just fabulous. Mm. It's a great sort of grounding as well for kids to interact with someone from outside their school as well, you know, and outside their secondary school. Um, so it's just, it's a fabulous, fabulous club. I'm really proud to be a part of it. Yeah, you can, you can see that. Yeah, yeah. When, just, you, when you start to, to, to think about and talk about it there. And I guess... Chanel, in many ways, then it, it appears to be in this hockey club in name only. It it, it has a, a massive catchment within the whole county. Absolutely, um, even from the walk and hockey, the inclusion hockey, we have people coming from all over Clare, um, and sometimes not just Clare. So, um, we're we really are making strides and. We have amazing volunteers and fundraisers and coaches and without them, um, I, I don't know where we'd be. We started in a very difficult time, the start of COVID and as a new club um, with no funding, it was quite difficult to get up and running. But I have to say the parents, the coaches, everyone rode in behind. Um, it's very much a huge family, to be honest. Um, all the kids, because they might have been in mixed groups, yeah, you'd meet them up up the town and they're, hi, how are you? And they're asking you about how the other matches or blitzes went. It's fabulous. It's really, it's really inclusive. It's really, it's fab. Everyone just gets involved. It's it's fabulous. And hopefully if we get to grow from strength to strength. Absolutely. It sounds like you're, you're, you're going that way anyway. And and just like, Chan, uh, like Tristan Chanel, from your own point of view, what was your own kind of motivation of uh, of getting involved? I suppose I moved in from Rowan when I was in sixth class. I had only ever known GA. <laughs> um, when I moved into the Holy Family first, we played a form of hockey indoors. Um, my mother would have played hockey, so when I was bringing that home from the Holy Family, then it sparked a bit of an interest. When it came up then that they were going to do social hockey, and again, my daughter didn't find her niche, and we both went down. I joined the social hockey, made some great friends, found it to be amazing. Um, and that my daughter then was going on Fridays. I was there anyway, they needed coaches. Um, Hockey Ireland trained us all up. Um, won't say I'm a, a, an avid player, but I give it my all, as do everyone there. Um, 
but she does love it um, and loves loves meeting all the new people. Again, no other sport would have would have caught her as much as hockey has. Um, she plays camogie as well um, and she enjoys that, but it's trying to keep, I suppose, young girls for me. Mm. It's definitely about young, young women, keeping them in sport as long as possible. Um, the dropout rate in their teens is massive. And then you've all the advantages of sport for them. It's massive. And I suppose, I think a huge amount of our um, coaches and members, I think nearly 75% of them are women yeah. in, ho- in, the, in this hockey at the moment. So as long as we can keep each other in the sport, why not? Uh, yeah, we have a fantastic young hockey leader programme, mm-hmm. which is fantastic for our youths to train um, in at blitzes. They help out with... Um, Refing, they also um, umpiring. umpiring. They um, help out with the younger children and coaching, and it's uh, lovely to see our young 14, 15 year olds, 16 year olds um, wanting to mm. do the young hockey leader through Hockey Ireland, and um, you know it's it's um, it's a lovely thing for them to have on their CV as well. So um, it's it's it, and it's getting them involved as well in the younger aspect of things with the kids in the club and they, the younger kids just worship the older kids. Mm. So it's wonderful. The number breakdown then, just as you, you both said your, your daughters were a chief motivation in getting involved. Mm. What's the split like then between boys and girls within the club at the moment? So it's 75% females. Yeah. Um, of course, we have we have open doors and we would love to develop the boys section more. Um, and especially to any of the young gentlemen who are not involved in sport. Um, one of our Im- umpires, qualified umpires now, had n- never enjoyed any other sport and he came to hockey, never played before. He's gone through the Young Hockey Leader programme and now into umpiring. It's amazing. He's now one of the main coaches um, on our Sunday sessions. So, of course, the door is open to all the boys out there to join up, even the males to come to social and ho- social hockey or inclusion hockey or walking hockey doors are open but at the moment we it seems to be a 75-25 mm-hmm. uh, split at the minute now we do have a, a boys hockey league as well like the you know they're they're a fantastic group of young men um, and uh, they just love it absolutely love it um, and like I said as Chanel said we'd love to see more boys coming but there is there's a good mm-hmm. yeah. actually, you know there's a good there's a good team there and a good uh, loads of young boys now coming to learn the sport, give it a go and try it. And if it's not for them, it's not for them. But most of them are hooked after the first the first session. Trish Norton and Chanel Waring there from the Ennis Hockey Club. You can watch that interview in full now on the Clare FM Facebook page. Finally this week, we're looking ahead to the National Coursing Meeting in Clonmel, where there will be plenty clear interest. Ahead of that, our resident expert Alan Troy previews where those chances might lie. Claire FM's Greyhound Updates in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. You're very welcome to this preview of the 97th National Coursing Meeting which will take place at Powerstone Park, Clonmel on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday next. Now, in relation to the Clare owners that are representing the Banner Co- County over the, uh, this three-day festival, in the Horse and Jockey Irish Oaks, we have Tremora Swat, who is owned by David Hogan from Quilty. A daughter of Nguyen Wander and Tremora Floss, she qualified at Liscanner. 
Then we have Smitten, who is owned by Noel Herhers from Ina in partnership with Rachel Wheeler from Golden County Tipperary. And she is a daughter of Watchman Mad Decision, and she qualified in Milltown Malbay. Goalie Magic is very well fancied after a stellar performance at Kilimer Kilrush. She's owned by a mother and son of Eilish and Dermot O'Sullivan from Labashida, and she is bred by Bile Sports Magic and Silent Wonder. Lerlevelle caught the eye at the excellently ran South Clare Coursing Meeting over the Christmas period. She is owned by Johnny Fitzgerald, a Kilkee native who resides in Clarush, and she was bred by Shami Brown in Kilimer and is a daughter of New In Wonder and Rallyon Rosie. A happy comet under the stewardship of Sean Heaney from Innes won independently at the recent Tubber Curry meeting, and she is a daughter of How Do Do and Hot Sauce. And Winfar Madam qualified at East Donegal, owned by Claire Eustace, originally from Innes. She is actually a little sister of Smitten, being by Watchman and Mad Decision, and she's trained by Mullock native Pat Curtin. And she is also who also has the Limerick owned Bresca Code and Faha Wild competing in this classic. And in the reserves, Malbay Diamond will be on the card following her success at Mitchellstown. She's owned by Kira Burke and Jason O'Dwyer from Milton Malbay. And she's a daughter of Kyle Lee and Glenlock Dixie. And now to declare representatives in the Bile Sports Irish Derby. One in the barrel after triumphing at the Innes Clare Castle meeting by winning the working member's stake, came out three weeks later and collected his golden ticket to Clomel at Milton Malbay. Trained by Shane Flanagan from Rockmount Innes and owned by the Expert Syndicate, which includes Caron Brown, owner of the establishment we're in now. He's a son of New In Wonder and Blades of Honour. Then we have Jeru Hope, a son of Kyle Mozart and Alver. Qualified at the Kilcreven Ballymote meeting, which took place over October weekend last, and is trained by John Brown from Ballier. Hope is owned by the Jeru Syndicate from Cree, which comprises of Root, Jenna, and Johnny O'Donoghue. And Brassic collected his ticket at the Dune meeting. A son of Pestana and Lardrella Danny, he is owned by Ines Noel Herr in partnership with Rachel Wheeler. And Pick Your Stride, who is trained by Pat Corton for the Good Mix Syndicate. This syndicate comprises of Paddy Brown, Tomas O'Doherty from Owen Pride Bar in Cora Clare, and Owen Gallagher from Dumbeg. Actually bred by Paddy's father, Shamie, he is a son of New In Wonder and Rallyon Rosie and won his trial stake in East Donegal. And there's three Clare-owned dogs on the reserve list. Tremora Line for David Hogan Quilty, reserve winner at Kilimer Kilrush, uh, brother of Tremora Swat by being by New In Wonder and Tremora Floss. Then we have Solitude, a brother of Jeru Hope, owned by Crees Johnny O'Donoghue in joint ownership with Noreen Liddy from Limerick. And he won independently at South Clare. And then we have New Hall Magic, who was a reserve qualifier at Innes Clare Castle for the Collins Dream Syndicate, which comprises of Noel Coote, Jerry Barry, Johnny Moroni and Jenna O'Donoghue. And this son of Bile Sport Magic and Cout Ameren is trained by John Brown. Then we have the classics, uh, the all-age classics, the Grace, and Ma- the Grace and Matt Bruton champion bitch steak. Ocean Kerry is owned by young Mark Fitzgerald from Clanlara, who trains her with his dad, Tom. Kerry has been a star of the Clare Coursing circuit this season when she won the all-ages at Kilimer, Kilrush and South Clare, respectively, and is expected to run with distinction up the Powerstown stretch. And she is a daughter of New In Wonder and Dorigal Magic. 
Then we have Fate Intervenes, bred by Martin Keane from Kilmehill, who owns this daughter of Drive on Smokey and Mixed Marriage in partnership with Patrick Tracy from Kilmallock. And she won her all ages in Kilflin and Mitchellstown. And then we have the Kevin Smith Champion Stake. Sammy B, well, winner at Innisclare Castle and Listole, takes his place in this much coveted cha- classic. Owned by the Banner Gentlemen Syndicate, this syndicate was formed one night over a few pints in Welch's Bar and Cree. Its members are Finn Burke Keating, the Clare contingent of Tom Brown, John Reedy and Michael Healy, Kilmehill's Frank Finucane and Brendan Clancy from Mullock. Sammy B was named after the Irish cyclist Sam Bennett, who was going well in the Tour de France at the time of naming this son of Nguyen Wonder and Bresca Dawn. And he is trained by Pat O'Connor from Saline near Bally Longford. Alan, thanks for that. Best of luck to all the Clare crew over the next few days. And you can watch uh, exclusive video previews as well with some of those involved. They will be available this evening on the Clare FM Facebook page. That's where we have to leave it for this week's show. Loads to come over the weekend. And as ever, we will keep you posted on all of it here on Clare FM. The West Wind is up next with the best in Irish traditional music and song until nine o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your Friday evening and I'll talk to you over the weekend.